and gentlemen, are you ready? What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generation Focus. I'm your host, Daquan, and I have the lovely Miss Courtney in the house with me today. Hello, everyone. And today we're going to be coming with the subject or the title. How to have a real relationship with God. How to have a real relationship with God. I think this is going to be good. I think this is going to be real good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, as you guys know, we're going to jump right into it, but we're going to start with the verse of the day. We're going to go on to our um, motivation or inspiration quote. And then, then we're going, we're going to have surgery. We're going to see, we're going to cut into it. (laughs) All right. So you got the quote. You want me to do it? I have the quote. Okay. So uh, our verse of the day. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that men are without excuse. That's Romans 1 and 20, meaning God's invisible qualities have been made visible through what he's been able to do. And even though we can't see it, we know no one else could do it but God. Ray, you want to go ahead with the motivation? All right, here's our motivational quote for today. It's from Liesl Turkus. Seeking God is more than just reading a few Bible verses. It's sacrificing the things I feel compelled to chase so I can notice God's clear direction. Whatever we chase gains our full attention. I think that's that's really good information. Yeah, yeah, whatever we chase. Gains our full attention. So, what are you chasing? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Dun, <laughs> so, uh, how to have a real relationship with God? Um, it's gonna it's gonna boil down to three categories. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. It's going to boil down to three categories, um, how to have a real relationship with God. And I want to change the world real relationship okay, to close relationship. Okay. I want to do it like that. Um, three categories. One, I think, is going to be study God's word. You want to have a close relationship with God? Study his word. Um, Two, talk to God. Talk to God, you know? And then three, follow Jesus Christ. I think those are the three main factors into having a close relationship with God. Um, We're going to jump we're gonna kind of hit those three a little but before we jump right into hitting those three i have a question that will also work on your mind 
marinate on this question before you answer. This still ties into how to have a close relationship with God. How do you like to spend time with God? How do you like to spend time with God? I like to spend time with God early in the morning before I wake up, uh, wake Avery up. Um, usually you're going to work by this point. And I, I like to spend time with God in those moments when it's just me and him and I can focus on just the two of us. And then, you know, that might be with me reading his word, meditating on his word. Um, and then like, you know, listening to some music, especially like worship songs and where I can sing praises under him. That's how I like to spend time with God. I like, I, I, I like how, how do you like to spend time with God? I like spending time with him when I'm like, when I'm at work, I'm in a truck by myself. There's no one else to talk to. Um, in my car, when I'm by myself, headed mm-hmm. to my truck. In the truck when I'm by myself during the work. Definitely in the truck when I'm by myself during the job um, because things happen on that highway. People do stupid things on the road. Yeah. And it'll take you there. It'll get you right, right. out of where you want to be. But um, I like to spend time with God like when I'm by myself along with him. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm like, I'm right there with you. Yeah. You, know, you got that alone time with him, that, that one-on-one. Um, when do you feel closest to God? When do you feel closest to God? I think I feel closest to him. Don't take this wrong. I feel closest to God when I least expect it. Um. That may not make sense to some of you, but I say that because when I go to church on Sunday, I go in expecting something. I expect mm-hmm. to get something. And and most times I do. I'm not going to sit here and be fake. You know, I'm not, I, every time I go to church, most times I get something. I go in expecting and I get. I give my all. And when I do, most times I get something. But like I said, when I'm by myself and just reminiscing on the things he's done and what he's brought me to and through, out of, and situations that he's put me in, then I, when I get to the point where I know it's nobody but God, mm-hmm. a lot of times those moments hit me unexpected. Yeah. And I could feel the presence. And and I... I Sometimes I cry, I boohoo, and I just, you know, I'm talking about ugly crying <laughs> face, and I'm talking yeah. snotting every time, like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> all that. And you know, yeah. So when when do you feel closest to God? Is most is my question is when is not as like when I'm in the most unexpected places, even in unexpected times of my life where man, I didn't expect to be going through this. But you then I I was I could find almost what people say is a silver lining. Mm-hmm. And you find that one positive thought in the midst of all the negative, and then you're just like you can feel him holding you. So Yeah. And 
you know, and just going with what you were just saying about, you know, that situation, you can feel him holding you. Um, I feel like when I'm going through things or in the past, when I have gone through things, I'll say it like that. Um, I felt like God was the furthest away from me. But looking back at it, I realized, oh, it was nobody but God that was with me that helped me in that situation because I should have really lost my mind in that situation. I shouldn't have been able to bounce back the way that I did bounce back, but there was nobody but God. And so I feel close to him, you know, when I I look back, it, you know, trials and tribulations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So going back to the three steps of how to have a close relationship with God. Step number one, study God's word. In studying God's word, you know what we always say, study. To show thyself approved. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's so important to study God's word because you do not. I repeat, you do not want to have any and everybody telling you any and everything about the Bible. Right, because it could... Like we've said in a, a previous episode, um, you know, someone, for example, quoting um, money is the root of all evil. You take that and you run with it. And that's not the correct wording. It's the love of money. Um, and people can use the Bible. People have used the Bible to. Co- uh, corrupt other people. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how to say it, yeah. but they they've used the you. Bible to to corrupt people to to change look other down mindset on people. Yeah, on how they're doing things to make you to try to justify the things they do that they're doing to yeah. you. Yeah. Um. And so, if you don't know the word for yourself, then you you can allow those things to happen. And when those things do happen. Um, next thing you know, people have a, a warped mindset about who God is and what God wants from you and your life or others. So you definitely have to study for yourself to to know the word. Because another scripture, uh, just like just like uh, thanks, thanks, babe. Um, another scripture just like that one that I find that we use out of context and people say it wrong. And then the people that hear them hear that and run with it wrong is Corinthians 2, 1 and 20. Where uh, actually 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. I'm sorry I said it so fast. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yeah, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. And I've heard so many people say, well, the promises of God are yay and amen. That's not that's not what the scripture says. See, those two words in him mean something. So when I come up to you and you having a hard time and I say, well, look, the promises of God are yay and amen. I'm going to just be honest with you. I didn't talk to my wife before I, before I said this. So if I'm not <laughs> on the next episode, she, she probably got rid of me. No, um, but seriously. So we went through the um, a season in our lives where we had, what, three miscarriages straight. Mm-hmm. 
And if I come to somebody with this incomplete gospel saying, hey, y'all, the promises of God are yea and amen. And we sitting here thinking, well, I promise you, we under the impression God told us it's okay to have another child. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now that person that said that to us has us wondering, okay, so did not did God not say it's okay to have a child? Yeah. Because at the end, or, or, or if I say, yeah, I'm going to go rob a bank. And, and my wife say, well, the promises of God are yes and amen. <laughs> you just use it in all our context. <laughs> but, but hear me out, though. In my head, you know what? You're right. The promises of God are yea and amen. So if God want me to have his money, I can rob this bank. Yes. <laughs> but if you say the promises of God in him are yea and in him, amen, you can't leave out in him. Because in him then changes your statement to whoever you're talking to from all situations. From saying that you want to rob a bank and mm-hmm. you want the money, God say yes. From saying that to if you want the money and your vision or your thoughts align up mm-hmm. with God's provision, if your vision lines up with God's provision for your life, for you to have that money, then the answer will be yay and amen mm-hmm. because it's in him. And in order for it to be in him, you have to be a child of his, which means you have to be in him. You cannot not follow Christ right. and then think that the promises of God for your life are going to be yay and amen. Mm-hmm. So even for us, we know for a fact that we're doing everything we can to be Christ followers, to do whatever God is telling us to do and leading us. So, yeah, nobody ever told us during our times of the miscarriage season, if I could put it that way, that, um, well, y'all, the promises of God are yea and amen. Because if they would have told us that, it might would have gave us a little ump to say, you know what, that's right, God didn't tell us to, God, God, God wants this for us. But I will say, you have to say in him, because if that would have been said to me, I wouldn't have felt the type of way if it would have been the promises of God in him or yes and amen. Because that way, if you're a child of God and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're asking for something, the Bible say that you ask not, you have not because you ask not. And if I'm a child of his and I've been doing everything that I feel like my father wants me to, my father is going to reward me. And I feel like that's how we should be in him. So that's why I say, uh, for number one, study God's word. Because if you don't study God's word, you'll take anybody's word. Mm-hmm. And taking anybody's word can lead you astray. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's very important to study God's word. Like I said, that scripture doesn't say for the promises of God or yes, yay and amen. It says for the promises of God in him. Or yea, and in him, amen, and to the glory of God by us. And which version is that? And that is the King James, Second Corinthians 1 and 20, King James. Yeah, that's King James version. I, had to, I clicked on it just to be sure. Mm-hmm. Because we, we 
stand on a now sometimes people move too quick and stand on a inaccurate gospel. But in this case, we have too many times ran with the incomplete gospel that someone is feeding us. We cannot do that. Get in that word for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to have a close relationship with God? Study God's word. Number two, talk to God. Talk to God. Yeah, God hears you when you talk to him like we're talking to you right now. But I'm talking about talk to God. Get in your sacred place. If you don't have one, make one. If you if you can't make one, you don't know how to make one, get off to yourself. And, and you might, and I'm going to be real, you might say, well, why do I have to get off to myself? I could talk to God anywhere. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you should. But if you can't, that's the only time you should do it right there, right wherever you can. If you If you can get off to yourself, think about it. After feeding the 5,000 plus, Jesus sent the disciples on. He disbursed the crowd. He climbed up a mountain to get to himself. He didn't just go around the corner. He didn't wait till everybody left where he was and so they could come back and interrupt him. He didn't just go around the corner or somebody could walk around there where he was. He climbed up a, a mountain. He climbed. He put forth effort to get away from everyone and make it hard for them to get to him. And I really feel like this because he didn't, he didn't want to be interrupted. He wanted that time with God for God to to replenish him and to and to and to do whatever it was that he needed. Restrengthen him and all that good stuff. Talk to God. You want to have a, a close relationship with God? Number one, study God's word. Number two, talk to God. In talking to God, that's the that's that's how you're gonna realize if you stop talking to Joe Blow and start talking to God, put forth the effort, because God is gonna tell you something. He's going to tell you if he don't come out and you just hear it, he going to show you. And then you going to know it's him because when he show it, whatever it is that he shows, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks. Like, man, this wouldn't have happened like this if I wouldn't have been looking for it. If I wouldn't have asked for this, if I wouldn't have prayed, what will I do? Da, 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 da. You have to talk to God. And with talking to God, you got to shut up and listen too, because talking isn't just a, a one way thing. It's a, two-way conversation when you're talking to God. You got to be quiet and listen for his response or look for his response. So don't talk to talk, but talk to receive. Yeah. Just like when we're talking to each other, don't listen to respond, listen to comprehend. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Don't talk to talk, but talk to receive. I like that. I like that. That was a good point that you brought out. Yeah. I like that. Number one, study the word. And the Bible tells us that we're supposed to hide the words of, of the Bible on the tables of our hearts. So if you're studying that word, then that word will be inside of you. That's what you're consuming. That's what you're digesting. That's what you have in you. What's in you is what will come out. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you're studying that word and it's in you, when you talk to God, only his words will come out. And you give God his words. I guarantee you the Bible tell you, for God is a God that he cannot lie. And his words will not return void. So if you're filling yourself with God's words, studying God's word. And then talking to God, giving God his word. I guarantee you. You will see some some things happening in your life. Mm-hmm. You will see all types of things happening and going a uh, going a type of way in your life, and you're gonna be like, "Yes, God, I know it's you." Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the last, but not least, way of how to have a real relationship with God: study God's word, talk to God, but follow Jesus Christ. You want to have a relationship with God? I look at it like this. God sat up high and looked down low and told people which way to go. (laughs) (laughs) But when people, who is people? Well, I'm going to just keep it simple. So when Adam and Eve disobeyed, or when Adam disobeyed and and bit of, uh, ate of the, the fruit that he wasn't supposed to eat of, well, God had told Adam, Adam disobeyed. I'm sure Adam's not the only person that God said something to. From from my voice going down to you where you can hear me, and it didn't go like it should have. So it went from God having the plan to send Jesus to execute the plan. Even though Jesus was down here, Leading by example, people still were not listening, not grasping the concept of what was going on, what should have been happening, and it still wasn't working. People still were not following Jesus Christ, even though Jesus was down here doing all these miracles, signs, and wonders. And then after the crucifixion, we have the um, the Holy Spirit, which God created the plan, Jesus executed the plan, and then the Holy Spirit keeps the plan going in us. And it's up to us now with the Holy Spirit to keep the plan going. Well, how do you keep the plan going? How do you get the Holy Spirit in us? It falls on following Jesus Christ. You have to follow Christ. You have to follow Jesus. You have to to do these things. There is no shortcut to getting to heaven. There is no do-it-yourself program. It is no heaven-made-easy or whatever. It ain't no easy-bake, nothing to – it ain't <laughs> no easy button. Yeah, I remember the little red – the little commercial with the little red easy button. Um, anytime something was going on in the commercial, they had the big red button on the desk, and they had the word easy wrote in big white letters, <laughs> and they would just hit the easy button, and whatever they were struggling with, it went away. Yeah, that would be nice. But we don't have that. No, we don't. (laughs) So, yeah. So how do you have a real relationship with God? Study God's word. Put it on the tables of your heart. Consume it. Because what goes into you will come out. Mm -hmm. Talk to God. Because what comes out goes to God. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells us that his word will not return void. Follow Jesus Christ. And with following Jesus Christ, um, you must... Deny yourself. Daily. 
You must deny yourself. Mm. Um, and and disown the the things that you want. Just like the quote told us, um, you know, whatever we chase gains our full attention. So if you are chasing things that's not like him, then you're not gonna be following him. That's that's def that's going the opposite direction of him. So to follow him, you have to deny yourself, deny your needs, your wants, and to do your best to pick up what he wants you to do and to follow his will and to pray um, that you walk in his will. Because if you don't, then you won't have that close relationship with him, like, you know, what we're talking about. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, like we are saying, it's very, 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 very important that you have a relationship with God. And I mean a real relationship. Not, I believe in God and, and He knows my heart and all this type of stuff. Go ahead, man. No, you good. You can keep going. But, um, it's, it's, it's definitely a must that you do these things to have a real relationship with God. But it's even better to not only have a real relationship with God, because what's real in your eyes might not be real in God's eyes. So that's why earlier I changed the word from real relationship to close relationship. Because what's real to us can cloud your judgment. Some of us are going through some real situations in life right now that it don't seem like there's no person, place, or thing can get us out of but God. Sometimes we can let real distract us. So that's why I say how to have a real relationship with God or how to have a close relationship with God. I want closeness. That's the goal. Study God's word. Talk to God. Follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with this. You want to have a close relationship with God? James 4 and 8. James 4 and 8. Close relationship with God. It says, If you draw now unto God, then he will draw now unto you. And that's me kind of paraphrasing it, but I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, draw now to God, and he will draw now to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. God wants that relationship. He's waiting for you. Can I continue with that? Okay. He just read to you James 4 and 8, and I wanted to continue. Um, This is verse 9. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. That's James 4, 8 through 10. God wants that relationship, guys. Study his word, talk to him, and follow Jesus Christ. You just heard James 4, 8 through 10. It don't have to be harder. Remember... Love God more than you love these podcasts. When we get our focus right, God gets our life right. This is Generation Focus.